check one, check, check one, two, check one, three. Measuring a winter's day, I only find it slips away to gray. This is Schmitty, and I got another episode for you of Talking Schmidt. Today on the show is Archer Braun. This kid's a phenom on and off the skateboard. And currently, he's living up at Ramona's Vert Ramp. But before we get into the interview, a couple quick things that I hope you all take note of. First and foremost, stop dying. My dead guy shirt collection is almost needing a second drawer. Stop it. Alrighty. Please. Let's just live for a while. Everybody, come on. We can do it. February's the shortest month. Let's all get through February. How about we start there? Thank you. Second, Tim McKenney, Jeremy Fish, skateboard deck. It's here. <laughs> we finally, finally got them after months of, uh, you know, it ain't easy getting decks these days. Anyway, we made 50 decks. I gave 25 of them to old Tim. And we're going to be selling 20 on the website this Friday at high noon Pacific Standard Time on TalkingSchmidt.com. These are art pieces. They're collector's items. They're wall pieces. And most importantly, closure for my old friend, Timothy Donald, who left the biz with this logo some 16 years ago, never thinking this day would come, but it has. I met up with him at our old double-sided curb last weekend. We got a few board slides in. He got a fucking NBD. He just came up with some new trick. The guy is still ripping. Undeniable. Tim McKinney, one of the best skateboarders in the history of the of the uh, wooden toy. So uh, here's the deal. If you want to support the show, support Tim, and build upon your epic board collection, this is a board you'll want to get. That's this Friday, February 12th at high noon. And you can only get them at TalkingSchmidt.com. And once they're gone... They are gone. We will not be remaking more and no one will. So that you can take to the bank. Also, we'll have an option if you want Tim to sign them, Jeremy to sign them, me probably not, but all those are options or just no signature, but one of 50 on the way to 20, if that makes sense to you. You're following me? Okay. That was confusing, but you're on, you're listening to this podcast, so you're probably pretty intelligent. Is that, is that real? Anyway, if you're into comments, likes, and algorithms, this might not be your show. But if you're into hanging out and listening to some people talk about life from a skateboarder's perspective, well, stay listening as I pass the mic to my bro in Ramona. Oh, hold on. I need to tell you one last thing. Do you see my wall? If you're listening and you're not on YouTube, you don't see it, obviously. But if you see it, then you're on YouTube. But anyway, I'm addicted, guys. Send me stickers. I'm fucking like a kid in a candy shop all over again. 
I've been getting mail. I've been smiling about it. Shops are sending me theirs. I got a whole collection. I got like six binders. I got a red, white, and a blue version. It's insane. I just, instead of purging, I just pulled out all my shit and now everything's a mess over here. But we're getting it organized. Binders are going to be looking nice here in no time. The wall's filling up. Love y'all. Here's this is Archer, and you are watching Talking Schmidt coming high. It's cool, like tonight is the night. Here we go again. Just give it the old cause turn. All big dogs in. Schmitty. 96 times, Schmitty. Thanks, Schmitty. We on? Schmitty. Talking Schmidt. That's called going to the hospital, bitch. I be <laughs> shit my pants. Yeah, Robodex is fucking deep. It's about the one, the one, the one. Who is this guy? Thinks he's tough shit. What's up? We're tastemakers. Come on, Smitty, what the fuck? Let's hear it for Greg Smith. Yeah! Hello. Good morning. Where are you? It's so dark. No, let me. Uh. Oh, I know what's going on. All right. You gotta take the tape off your uh, your camera lens. Yeah, you already knew what was going on. I got, I'm trying to keep the FBI off my back, man. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? Good. Sick. Freaking, yeah, freaking stoked. You got a sick setup there. That's the booth. That is the little booth, man. I made my own little background, put up some shop stickers on this side. Clean. Nice, there you go. All right, we're gonna start this off like Howard Stern because I just have to, it's early morning, so good morning, everybody! <laughs> we're morning, taking baby. the podcast to the Ramona Hills for its third visit. This is the home of the Rumble and Ramona Vert Ramp, and also our next guest. This is Archer Braun. Yeah, Schmitty, what's up? How are you, man? Good, how are you doing? Don't tell anybody, but you're the first interview of the new year. Of 2021? You're crazy. That's either a good sign or a bad sign, huh? Yeah, right. Did you do anything for New Year's or keep it mellow or what's your Steve's doing? Uh, kept it pretty mellow. Um, went and hung out with some friends. Um, skateboarding, you know, the usual stuff. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. get on. Oh, uh, I always keep it mellow. I'm, a, I'm asleep by 930 if I'm lucky. I really uh, have a hard time staying up lately. Um, I get up at like five in the morning and then by like nine 30, I'm struggling to keep my eyes open for the uh, second half of whatever TV show we're watching. Oh, you're on that, you're on that Navy SEAL lifestyle, huh? Uh, yeah. Except for not so much uh, Navy, just more SEAL. <laughs> but uh, let's get some background info on you. Where are you born and raised? Um, I was born in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Lived there for about seven years and got my first skateboard for my eighth birthday. And then we were hightailed it to Florida and spent some about four years there. And uh, then we moved out here in California. What, what, how old were you when you moved to Cali? 
Uh, probably about 12. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was, my mom was just like a woman on a mission with a career, and uh, each move that we went, it kept getting better for skating, so I wasn't complaining. So you were skating pretty early. What got you into it? My uh, neighbor in my cul-de-sac in back in Michigan got, you know, the Tony Hawk complete skateboard that every kid got with, like, the, you know, the skeleton hawk, and he yep. sucked at sharing. So, like, I was just, like, asking for it, asking for it. And uh, we were, you know, we are from Michigan. My parents didn't know anything about it. So they just, like, oh, that's hood, you know, that's hoodland stuff. Like, you don't want you don't want to do that. Like, they had no idea what was going on at all, and, you know, neither did I. But I just kept, you know, being annoying. And eventually uh, I lobbied them to, to a skateboard. <laughs> what was it like when you first started skating? Like, what – were you just cruising around like the sidewalks and stuff or did, were there skate parks or what was it like? Um, we had a skate park on a hockey rink that we like in the winter, it was like an ice rink that, you know, we'd go around, but in the summer they just set like the prefab ramps there. So I would go there with my full face mongoose helmet and try to try to go down the ramps it was super confusing, you know, like we knew nothing about it. Like, uh, when uh -huh. my parents, when we first got, uh, skate shoes, I thought that's how the board sticks to your feet. That's how you jump. So it was like a really big disappointment when I started jumping with those and my board was still on the ground. And I had asked my dad, I'm like, what, like, what the heck? These things are broken. He Googled on the computer how to jump with a skateboard. And he's like, you got to learn this thing called an Ollie. And that's where we went from there. Amazing. So were you doing hippie jumps at first? In hindsight, I, I guess it was a hippie jump. Uh, <laughs> but at the time, I I think I, I was just jumping around. Yeah. Did you ever see those? Um, when I was, there was a something else in Thrasher a long time ago, and it was a skateboard, but it had trucks, but instead of wheels, it had um, basically like um, ice skate blades. So that each uh, truck was on an ice blade and you could like skate on ice, basically. What? You never saw I those? That, but that's innovative. Where's that? We need that now. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, there was a something else. And then there was another one where they were skating an ice block. And I think they were doing those w with wheels, but grinding on ice and shit like that Dude, that's epic i i think that uh, the final frontier maybe someone's gotta take it to antarctica yeah, yeah. there's probably a mega ramp there i mean who knows what the spots are totally so how did it change from michigan to florida when you got there did you meet some friends that were also skating or yeah, we, um, there was this, uh, we didn't really know how lucky we were, but we were in, uh, Gainesville, Florida, and they had this, like, six-foot-tall mini ramp, uh, with steel sheeting, and it maybe went on for 40 or 50 feet, so it, it was a pretty darn big mini ramp, and, you know, like, the kids there, like, actually kind of knew what was going on, so got some insight into that, and, uh, Phil Hajal had a skate shop uh, called Fluid Skate Shop right there in Gainesville. And he sold me like my first complete. And, you know, like when you get that 
real board other than the sports authority board with like the real bearings. So that's, you know, that's like having the, the ski, the ski skate in Antarctica. It's a game changer. It's like having auto locks on your car. <laughs> right also, also in life. <laughs> you don't have yeah. to roll the window up anyone more manually you're just like Bzz. right no more of that and on to the next level <laughs> yeah what board was it do you remember it was a flip skateboard oh yeah a team board or a pro, a pro model uh just a little uh the team board the blue blue kind of uh graffiti around it I, I don't really know how to describe it but <laughs> i like we didn't know anything about it phil was just like oh yeah this is a mini you want this like this this is a sick company mm-hmm. like yeah let's do it what age were you when you uh skated your first vert ramp probably also a my dad uh oh in michigan in uh in florida when we first moved there uh in vans or, I mean, in Orlando, they had uh, the Van Skate Park. You know, they used to have those all over the place. Mm-hmm. I remember walking up to that thing for the first time, and I was, like, facing the ramp. So I see, like, the U of it, but I couldn't see the top. The top was out of my vision, and I had to, like, lift my head up and scope out the whole thing. Like, what the heck? Like, I thought the ramp back in Gainesville was a vert ramp. Everyone's calling that a vert ramp, you know? And then all of a sudden, it's like, it goes there that's insane what was that one like 12 um yeah probably 12 or 13 i had an extension on it and i would just uh i mean i I guess that's the cool thing when you're eight you know there's no no even goal or anything so i would just pump it and 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 then one day phil and oh actually it was neil neil and major were there and it was so fired up that i had to drop in and it's been going since then who was it uh neil hendrix and mike frazier oh really yeah they were like i you know like it again that was like when i was figuring out who who those guys were and i just saw them doing their thing because you know it's it's a rare skill set now that many dudes are doing it most guys Plus, we were just we were kids. We we're sliding down it, and then these dudes were like, "What the heck?" You know, like the just insane. Yeah. So you saw those guys, and then you were motivated to drop in for the first time. Yeah, because I've been pumping it, so I, I've been paying the fence. Could you grind? I could not. <laughs> well, could you turn, or were you just going fakie? I could kick turn, but, but not uh, at the coping. No, no, that's all I had. What was the first drop in like? Insane. I mean, life changing. Like life, cha- life changing. You pulled that it. Was, yeah, I, I think I like, kind of like had a squirrely like commit fall, and then the next one I pulled, and then I just kept kept pulling it. <laughs> Arms up or or keep it mellow. I don't remember. Definitely huge smile and definitely I was so stoked to like go up there and hang out on the deck with those guys and feel like I was like part of it. Like, uh, you know, cause I was used to like just watching like those dudes are amazing. And then to just be involved all of a sudden, it's just like, Whoa, like what's up Mike. 
So did you kind of um, gravitate towards the ramp more? Like after you did that, were you like trying to get there as often as you could and skate that as much? Oh, definitely. We we go up there on the weekends. Uh, my dad was like the ultimate skate dad. You know, he saw we loved it, so he supported it. We'd uh, drive up there, watch Star Wars Episode Three on the way up, <laughs> skate from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m., <laughs> get popcorn chicken at Sonic and then watch Star Wars episode three on the way back. <laughs> oh, damn. Which one is episode three? Um, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, the Nar, Nar one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Before this new bullshit, man. Fuck. <laughs> Did you just watch Mandalorian? I haven't seen that. I'm out of the loop. People are telling me that uh, that one's got some quality, which is a relief because Star Wars is something I love and uh, – Oh, you, I feel like Disney. No, uh, you have to do yourself a favor and watch Mandalorian. It's so good. It's like they finally figured it out and did something like honorable for the uh, franchise, you know? Really? Honestly, Schmitty, that's a huge relief to hear right now. <laughs> yeah, because I know that that last movie they made where Luke wasn't even Luke. It was just like, what the fuck happened to Luke? He's like telling jokes and he's just like this different guy. And you're just like, huh? Right? It was this so like, weird. I was like, this is like so burnt, Yeah, it's like all burnt out, Luke. Like, yeah. I'm, my fiance, yeah. she's not really into Star Wars, but she, she went along with me and she couldn't understand. She's like, what's going on? I was just like, this is pissing me off. <laughs> I, was getting <laughs> Dude, I had a violent reaction like that too. Cause you know, like, I'm a huge, I'm a huge freaking fan. Like that's a big part of the reason. Like I like skateboarding. Like it's an app. You can maybe be a Jedi, you yeah. know, in a small capacity, you know, like uh -huh. you're flying, you're like hauling, you know, and for like them to come, and do that to my childhood. I mean, frankly, like there, there should be some regulations on this or something. Like once it's dead, it's dead. You can't revive that, but you right. know. Oh, oh well. So how old were you um, when you moved to California? How long were, were you in Florida? Um, I was in Florida for about four years. And then uh, oh. when I was 13, we were here in California. And um, were you going to school all the whole time? Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, just normal elementary school. Uh, it was pretty cool moving. You know, you get a fresh start every time. You get to like, oh, I was I was a dick there. I'm going to be less of a dick now. And then okay. it usually works out a little better. You know? So you weren't tripping on like, fuck, I just met Johnny and became friends with him. And now I have to move across country and find new friends. No, I was probably like, I was friends with Johnny and then I... <laughs> pissed him off and now I, it's here's i make my clean exit <laughs> i'm ditching johnny fucking fuck that right? <laughs> i'm sorry johnny i know i'm a dick you dick oh man so where'd you move to in in san diego or uh we were up in south pasadena at first uh go skate garbanza and i'd see like a uh, lizard king and like that was a trip coming from Florida, especially as a little kid. And then, you know, these dudes are just here like right. skating, you know, it, you know, it's not, this is, this is, that's like a special, another special thing about this probably is, uh, you know, it's one of the only things that you go and, you know, the people that the dudes that you look up to like, Oh, they're here in the same place that you are, mm -hmm. you know, they don't have their, their separate deal, like fucking 
that that was a trip you know you know because we had no context for we didn't know how special this was we just we thought it you know it was something cool and then the more you learn about it you figure out just how special it really is you know mm-hmm. and you have a brother right yeah and yeah. he skates as well yeah he does he's, he's the man so were you guys skating together a lot growing up or did you have yeah. separate friends no we would uh definitely skate together but uh i was the one like i was obsessed you know and and would be like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. And he would come and hang out and do his thing. Much more of a free spirit. <laughs> so who were some of the guys, like, as you started figuring out, like, the industry or, like, <clears throat> you know, seeing skate mags and videos, who were the dudes that, like, you wanted to put a photo of on your wall or, like, see a video of them? Like, who who are the dudes that hyped you up? Uh, Navarrete and Hewitt. For sure. The first like video that I got and I studied, um, I got sponsored by this shop out in Florida and he gave me the, I don't know if it was 20 or 30 years independent tour video. Um, and I mean, those guys were like skating the stuff that like I wanted to watch and it was, you know, just insane. And then coming out here to, California uh, I would go skate combi a lot and those were like two of the only guys that you know as a little kid they'd be like what's up and talk to you and you know like make you feel like part of part of the session and yeah so it was like oh hell yeah like I'm following what those guys are doing right it's like good on and off the board yeah I mean it's just amazing like you, you know like how many dudes are I mean, everyone's doing their thing, they're focused, but a lot of guys are tunnel vision and don't have the time to talk to a little kid about their skating. But like the dudes that do, like that's, you're changing lives. Like people have no, you know, you have no idea the impact. Right. So did you meet Darren at the combi? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Did you have a fan out situation or were you like, what was that like? It was like a... I'd seen him in that independent tour video. Mm-hmm. So like I was kind of putting two to two together, like, Oh, that dude's a pro skateboarder. But like, um, I was, I was still pretty ignorant as to what was going on. So uh, I wasn't like tripping, but then, um, I think I ended up tripping more over time. <laughs> like my, my fan out, has only it just grew. <laughs> <laughs> so sick. Um, and so that was like you were around thirteen or something. Twelve. Yeah. Yeah, thirteen. And then you've ended up moving down to what? Where did you? San Diego area somewhere, right? Yeah, kind of Poway, kind of eastern uh, San Diego, and uh, that's where we've been. That's where since. your parents are. Yeah, my uh, my parents are no longer there. They're in other parts of San Diego, but, you know, we're all here. And now you live at where the vert ramp is. Yeah. How's that yeah, going? Yeah, that's another trip. Like, right outside your window is the, is the de- it's the back of the ramp. Right, and, you know, the, the board workshop and the car restoration and Jake Brown, he's got the Beat Lab 
going and the main ramp and it, it's honestly it's insane um you know i you know jake doomy's the one of the most amazing people that i've ever met personally mm-hmm Fucking rad, dude! Hell yeah! And then Jake Brown. Hell yeah! And then, uh, yeah, and then Jake. Yeah, and then Jake. Whoa, that was weird. Whoa, that was weird. Why is he doing that? Can you hear like an echo? Can you hear like an echo? Uh, not, not really. So, is it true that you got a poli sci degree? Yeah. Uh, from uh, UC San Diego. No way. Yeah, yeah, that was a crazy. You know, that was a little bit of uh luck and opportunity probably skated more in college than in high school what was college like actually fucking awesome i mean people i i hear people talk smack on it all day like (laughs) what's the point of this but i mean if you get the opportunity to go and you dive into it like college is where it's at man (laughs) like you know i mean maybe like a if you find something that matches your interests like I was leaning more towards, I don't know, I like people and stories. So like, you know, political science is the science of people, everybody working together. An individual person is unpredictable. The larger action of nations and larger entities is fucking unpredictable too. But, you know, we're still going to pretend it's a science. Probably any political science professor would be pretty pissed off that I said that. Hashtag, are you okay? It's exciting. Things are happening. You see this shit with the Capitol, dude? That was fucking insane. Dude, how did they get that many um, off-work actors to fucking barge in there like that? I heard that all those dudes are on IMDb. Really? I, <laughs> I, see, I have no idea. I'm just I'm not watching the news. <laughs> that was a conspiracy theory I heard. was like, oh, it was all planted. That was scripted. No, that was, in, that was complete insanity. Like, dude with his feet up on the desk and... The uh, what are they called? QAnon dudes with the makeup and the fucking horns on it. <laughs> like it was like fucking oh, Mad Max, dude. The the Road Warrior was filmed in 2021. <laughs> you know the movie uh, Road Warrior, like Mad Max with uh, I know Mad Mel, Max. Mel Gibson. The the yeah, year the, the year that that took place is this year, 2021. No fucking way. How fucking crazy is that? I, it's absolutely crazy. I mean, so many things like that uh, book, 1984, like, you know, like uh, the whole idea of that you have these telescreens watching you at all times. I mean, yeah, you know, luckily, like people are still weird and allowed to be weird in 2021 and, you know, be themselves. But the infrastructure for something pretty crazy is in place. Yeah. What do you, how are we going to keep individualism and creativity with all these like uh, judges out there? Like it seems, it seems to me that one could say that with Instagram and Facebook and all these, like everybody's able to make commentary now. And, and those are, those are usually judgment statement. So what they're doing is they're minimizing the room of error which has given people, I think, reluctancy to speak out in a creative, individual way. People are very timid to like do interviews and talk like from the hip. They, they're more like, I, I, I do interviews with people all the time. And after we're done, it's kind of like, hey, did I say anything crazy? Like if I did take that out, you know, because right. you're so worried about 
this uh, quote unquote cancel culture. Oh yeah. I feel like Schadenfreude this they, is like the number one thing. Like everyone loves to like kind of like celebrate other people's failure and, and that that's what needs to change a hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Did they talk about any of that kind of stuff in political science classes? Like uh, it's funny um, comments and like uh, cancel culture and all that stuff. That's kind of like I would say the last five years is probably like it's really made its impact more. Yeah, I feel like that's become a like it's really come on my radar probably in like the last year or two. Um, the idea of cancel culture and the idea that, I mean, just kind of the realization that like, I mean, these public forums like Instagram or Twitter really are not the right platforms to legitimately express yourself. I mean, right. cause it seems to me like, you know, here we are like having this conversation, like I can see you, we're talking, like you can right, interject maybe a little bit, right. We're accountable. <clears throat> like, uh, my face is saying this, your face is saying that, but it's just like when you're just texting and then it's limited to 140 characters. I mean, fuck, yeah. how the fuck are how, how the fuck are you supposed to grasp the intricacy of human communication? Right. And then Never. like your name is my Johnson is in your mouth or whatever. It's like, you're not even like, you don't even have an identity, but you start to build this following that becomes like a powerful thing. I don't want to get, carried away with this topic because it can we can go like all of a sudden we're on youtube and then we're like six days later we haven't slept and we're here <laughs> like this endless circle that there's no answer to except for the hope that everyone can just recognize what's going on and but who knows I, I yeah faith is definitely i have no fucking clue i just you know here we are living through it, it it's yeah. 2021 this is the fucking big show. Like, you know, you saw like that photo of that dude with his like gun, just like pointed at that window and that dude's face just isn't, like, dude. like just, I mean, this is happening right now. And I think that's like where skateboarding comes in. Like, thank God, get outside and feel some, some sun rays. Yeah. Maybe smoke a spliff, you know, feel that grind, like breathe a little, like get some, that's why it's like, yeah, I think it's like, it's valuable what we do, you know, like we people as a skateboarder, you don't realize like the contribution that you're making just by doing your thing, you know, because you're out there expressing yourself and you're inspiring kids to get off Fortnite, you know, and like go do something that they're going like have a life adventure on and yeah, yeah it's fired up. Well, let's get back into skateboarding. Um, What's your connection with skating on hallucinogens? Have you ever, do you like doing that? Have you done it much? Uh, yeah, I've probably uh, tripped and skated more times than I could count, but then I've probably only tripped and not skated like a handful of times. Like always skating and doing mushrooms or some acid maybe if we're feeling super radical. What does it do for you? Does it help loosen you up or does it get you more creative with trying things or does it just make things funner or like what's, what's the vibe? Uh, I think a little bit of all three of those. I mean, my experience of it has been like you take these things 
uh, I think the first time I took mushrooms, I like stood on a skateboard kind of towards the end of it. And you just feel it. Like I felt my legs, like you, know, you feel the power, like in this board, like as you're cruising down it, like you feel it so strongly. Cause I think it's, uh, I think it's because you're so connected with like what's going on instead of like the chatter of like, Oh, they're talking about me or, uh, or, you know, the fear or okay. whatever it is. And, um, focus as all the, I mean, it's just fun. Like, like, you, I mean, so much, you feel good. You like yourself. And when you feel good and you like yourself, you start getting jazzy. You start getting jazzy. All of a sudden, oh, I can't believe I just did that. You're doing things you didn't know you could do, but it's just like, you step, you can step out of your own way for a little bit. You know, like I wish I was some Zen monk and had the ability to put myself in that state, you know, like without external factors, but what is 2021, man, I'm a skateboarder. I'm going to take some mushrooms. It's massive. And let's see what happens. Did you ever learn a trick? Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, that, that rumble, when you're like, oh, grind, you know, grind the car and you got me, you, you're the one who actually, you fired me up to, uh, touch that thing. I, I was super deep on mushrooms that ah. day. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That was actually the first day that I'd like taken them and like, I'm just going, cause I, it's perfect. Like, you know, you're going to be hanging out somewhere all day. You just take them and go for adventure you know yeah, you're not driving on the other side of the spectrum would you ever take them and go to poli sci class like would you go to college no would that be no. just a fucking bad one i think it's a terrible idea i mean like something about those things like they're fun you know when you feel safe like with the people you feel safe around uh -huh. but like as soon as you're like outside of that zone and you're surrounded by people like I, I, something about it it's almost like an inverse of like what i was telling you about like lighting you i think it's like it plus skateboarding your your attention's on this thing so you're like free to do your thing but then when you're like back in the world of people and then you realize i'm on mushrooms like you feel it's like big brothers watching they're all watching right. you know like yeah, yeah i was at this thing recently and i was going to skate uh, this thing in Texas, um, this Houston ramp jam or whatever. And, uh, it, I took some acid and, but I didn't end up skating right away. I ended up just like chilling. And that was an interesting experience. It's not good for just kicking it. It's crazy. <laughs> Hashtag, are you okay? What was the first box you got? What was your first free, like somebody sent you some free shit? Maybe from Silver Trucks, the shop I was skating for in Florida when I was younger. The guy who owned it, uh, James Reed, used to be a vert skater back in the day. I guess he broke his back and got all sorts of messed up. But he was like in the shop. I He said he was homies with Danny and I was in the shop when he called and he's like, oh, can we get a box? Like, you know, whatever shop flow, like set here. And like, I'm just like tripping out. Like, who is that on the phone? I don't really know. It was, it was crazy. <laughs> hmm. Was Creature, what was your first like legit sponsor? Well, I said my most legit sponsor uh, when I moved here to San Diego and a uh, local skate shop before anyone's been hooking it up. And, you know, they've given me, you, Mark Johnson over there is just 
you know, when someone's thriving and doing their thing, you know, setting it up so other people can do their things and enabling other people like that. I mean, that is fucking beautiful. So obviously local fucking skate shop, but, uh, what shop is it? Uh, it's local skate shop. It's in Santee. It's kind of East County. It's been around six years now. Nice. Yeah. That's where you work? Yeah. That's where I work Monday through Thursday. Damn. You got, you guys have stickers. Yeah, absolutely. You need yes. one for the wall there? Yeah. Hey, you're right. It's in the mail. It's in the mail. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. How, how, did you, how did you end up being um, with Darren on Skeleton Key? Um, just that that must have been him. like a big deal for you. Fuck, yeah. It was fucking huge. I mean, you know, like since I was a little kid, it's like, that's the dude you want to hang. That dude seems like he's having fun, you know. That's who you want to hang out with, like, yeah. and uh, just kind of watching that from the outside and seeing Skeleton Key and like what was go- like, what is this, you know? Because you know, Creature to me was so fucking radical. Like, you, you know, they were doing, you know, at the time, like that, you know, antihero Creature, like that was like, you know to the few places showcasing the kind of stuff that like, I was like, Oh my gosh. And, uh, and then all of a sudden Darren's doing this radical stuff with Skellen key. Like what, you know, what's going on, you know, with all the bombers and the, you know, the vintage stuff and just, you know, it seemed to be popping off. Uh, so I guess, uh, I hit up Jimmy, like I knew uh, the Rumble and Ramona was going on, and I hit up Jimmy like, oh, like I want to go skate this ramp. Can I, uh, can I go? Like I'd gone the year before and just watched. Like, wow, this is so cool. Like I really would like to like skate there and be a part of that because it's just like this is, you know, it's like uh, you're used to seeing Bert skating in like a totally different context, and this was just like this like totally raw, like mysterious what is going on like all these like super you know ratchet women and crazy tricks and like the gnarly dudes that you want to see like uh and so i ended up going skating there and that's kind of skating rumble and starting to come out here i got them you know hanging out with darren when i was a little bit older here and then we started skating around and it was just a go since then Sick, dude. You went around the country, right? You went cross country on a little trip with, uh, what was it you, Darren, maybe Jimmy? It was uh, Darren, Griffin. Oh, yeah, Griffin. And uh, it was Griffin and me. And then it was, we picked up uh, Darren and Josh Rodriguez in Michigan. Josh. How, what was that like? It was freaking crazy i mean you know like that's you know, like when i met you i think when you guys I got think, to the berkeley ramp or did i meet you yeah i think i think that weekend that we met was when jimmy actually we were surprising him later or not me but you know those dudes were like surprising him with his pro um board. his pro board yeah. yeah and we skated the berkeley ramp that was fucking insane dude like again just amazing like give the dude like you know we go to this like military uh hard you know 
hard and soft goods store. And we all like, he's like, get, you know, get some sailing caps, you know, that's it. Everyone just gets a sailor's cap. No one has any idea like what's going on. And, and somehow I don't even think Jimmy like even put it together, even when all of a sudden we're on this sailboat going somewhere and they like pull out this like thing of ashes and it written on it was like basically something like Jimmy's time as an amateur skateboarder <laughs> and they poured it out. And I guess it was some dude's actual ashes. Oh, and, damn. I didn't know but, yeah, it was so heavy, and wow, you know, Jimmy going pro and being who he is is fuck, dude. There's only one of that guy, and is he's a phenomenon. He's the best. It's insane, like how that guy just sprouted out of somewhere and didn't skate that long before he was just like, whoa, yeah, whoa, yeah, dude. You know, because you know. That used the metronome, you know, like skate, 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 skate. And like, he just, you know, he's a fucking artist. Like, I think like the kind of vert skating I was used to seeing before, you know, like, uh, you know, it's just like trick, 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 you know, super like just trying to out tech yourself. Right. And then like someone like Jimmy is just like, oh like it's it speaks it's like jazz you know it just speaks to to something in you like dude him and alex perlson i'd say i mean you know just for you know being a young a young person that's into vert skating like those were the dudes of this time that i was watching like definitely so fucking fucking style and just like everything all in one yeah like did you have like a highlight of that trip from michigan to the coast like was there like one place or one situation or anything that sticks out as like a hijinks moment or just like i cannot fucking believe this is happening or something like that probably you know just you know just the little things like uh being in montana and we're skating to skate park in middle of nowhere and you know there's some scooter kids there and we're like yeah j-rod yeah, J-Rod. And one of the scooter kids is like, hey, that dude is named J-Rod too. <laughs> and we just started calling him J-Rod too for the rest of the trip. You know? <laughs> or, oh, or, you know, uh, on the earlier leg of that trip, um, Shay Donovan was with us because Griffin and I drove from San Diego to Michigan and we dropped off Shay in Colorado. Um, and then we met Darren and Josh in Michigan. But uh, during that I got coined, I got given the nickname Adolf Kampler because I wouldn't let Jay uh, eat some uh, Thin Wheats without a chip available to seal the bag. So, I mean, I had that one coming. You know, that's another thing. That's the thing about the road. I mean, you spend a lot of time with people. You know all about this. Like, you know, you really get to know people and you get to know yourself too. And it's a good experience. It helps you like chill the fuck out a little bit. You know, you got to have some experiences where you're like, definitely. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's part, that's part of getting, getting, getting seasoned accustomed to what's going on here. Yeah. It, I mean, Darren and I have been on a few trips, like handfuls probably, but, uh, yeah, he's one of my favorites. He's so fun and 
He's got a lot of information so you can get good trivia games going. He's He's got a good sense of humor, so you're going to be laughing a lot. And uh, when you get to the spot, he's going to fucking put all four down and start ripping. So it's like the total package is pretty sick. Yeah, what's your favorite What's your favorite Darren game? You know, he's got a lot of games. I mean, the one that we do a lot is uh, – this well we did this skate trivia songs like where you would play a song and you'd have to know like the video part you know what i mean oh, like if you yeah. played uh whatever fucking selsky you'd be like oh that's mike carroll or whatever you know um trying to think there was a few trips that i got to go on with darren where preston went to and like preston and i usually didn't get to go on too many trips together because we were both filmers so why back then there was only need for one filmer now you got 20 filmers and two skaters but back then it was the office that you had 20 skaters and one filmer anyway um this one time we went to orcas island i'll never forget it was one of my favorites we're all in tents, camping, and everyone's kind of in their tent going to sleep. But Preston and Darren are awake still, and they're at the fire, and they're just going back and forth, like, with these, like, well, Preston, you know, you had a hot dog in the shower on a fucking skewer, and a deer came in. Like, they were just creating these crazy stories about anybody. Yeah, but Darren, this one time, your girlfriend, she had hairy armpits and fucking, like, it would just be like some shit like that. They were going back and forth. I can't remember the details, but like, I swear to God, I woke up in the middle of the night, like, I was sleeping. And I woke up because I was laughing so hard. Like somehow I was like asleep, but I was still laughing. (laughs) Those guys were fucking hilarious. They're talking about a deer chasing Darren with a hot dog out in the water. And the deer was swimming after Darren. (laughs) It was like some crazy shit, dude. I was laughing. But uh, now it's always been good. Always fucking fun times usually it kind of starts revolving around the area you're at like if you're in montana you start talking about evil knievel or like different things that kind of relate to that area and then like the history comes out and who's the historian and what fun facts do you know and all that kind of stuff yeah absolutely what was the game that you guys played uh always we go like a restaurant if you have anything off the wall in here what would you take? Uh-huh. That's a clean one. Or the game, he'd say, like, uh, two names. One's a pro skater or was a pro skater and one was not. Is it, like, a fake name? Oh. And you have to, like, you have to guess which one was. And dude, some some of these guys have insane names. You know, <laughs> oh, that dude's, make, that dude's make-believe for sure. And then, oh, no, that dude was ripping hard. Wow. <laughs> Dirk Torgensen. Have you been traveling at all through all this um, crazy times? Yeah, yeah. We uh, went to Texas huh. on a little 10-day road trip. And, you drove? Um, yeah, yeah. Noah uh, Schuler lined that up, ran a minivan, and, and we hit it. You um, meet up with Crumb? We saw Crumb. I got to see him skate for the first time in person, which was pretty sick. Oh, sick. Like, I, I, kind of, I got to understand, like, oh, wow. This is, you know, uh-huh. style. Like, off the wall. It's fired up. It, fucking fantastic. 
Yeah, fucking hell. Darren is on the phone with a question. Archer, what do you think of the color wheel? Would you consider black and white to be on a spectrum? Are they colors or are they not? <laughs> of course they're on the spectrum. We're all on the spectrum, right? <laughs> I, I, I'd be an advocate for that they can be colors if they want to be. <laughs> it depends. I mean, they're, they're on that, like, on the fence position where they could go really either way. Like, ah, you know, I'm not a color or, you know, I am a color, but. Okay. You go into a bar, you put down fucking yay or nay. And you ask the entire T of the bar is black and white a color. What is the bar percentage going to say? Yes or no. Well, it depends what time of the night it is probably. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, after last call. After last call, I guess it could go either way then too. Fuck. (laughs) Did you guys get into a discussion about this or something? This is a discussion point that comes up from time to time, and I often just like, uh huh, yeah, but yeah, for sure. Well, what about what about Man on the Moon? Did that happen? Me, my personal opinion is. Fuck yeah, it happened. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they staged the film because, like, who the fuck was filming that? But, I mean, I uh, think they went. I, I met Buzz Aldrin one time. Did you? And, I mean, yeah, that dude seemed, that you know, like he went to the moon. <laughs> I don't know. Well, can we get Pluto back as a fucking planet? Fuck, you know, you'd think <laughs> in a time that we're trying to be inclusive that we went just, like, push this you know planet out of the mix that we've been <laughs> saying was our friend for for all this time when are we switching to the metric system man like, i'm claiming pluto was the beginning of cancel culture <laughs> <laughs> probably i mean it, oh, that's probably how like the cultural movement started you know it goes all the way back to they have all of a sudden this academic base for saying like oh you can just off someone out of the mix yeah. And then all of a sudden, yeah. <laughs> uh, have you ever fucking tried to spin a McTwist? Yeah. Like upside down or just spin? I think they, I definitely, when I've fallen, they're going upside. I, I think I made just one of those. I think it's. You made one? Debatable. Yeah. Like uh, Indy 540? Uh, uh, mute. Mute, I mean. Yeah, McTwister, yeah. Oh. I don't know, debatable. On which ramp? Uh, Ponds up in Michigan. No way. That was act- That was during that, that was on that trip that we picked up Darren and did that long haul. Is it on video? Or, it is on video. That is the, you've only done one in your entire life? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I never did one after. It was such a scary? Fuck yeah, it's terrifying. I mean, (laughs) like, I don't understand, like, how these people do it. I mean, it's, yeah, it's incredible. Uh, It's, it's, it's absolutely terrifying. Like, for me, I think that was one of those tricks that I just have had a huge mental block on and just been watching people do them in my face 
for, you know, so fucking long. And, you know, we'll get back there, hopefully. Hmm. Have you tried any recently? Uh, been playing. We, we've been playing the, the nose grab game recently instead of uh, the full upside down. Oh, just fucking spin a rooski? Yeah, just just grab the nose and yeah. So I don't know. I'm super bow legged. I I don't know. If it's just a weird genetic thing, but my legs like do weird stuff, and so I gotta work with myself and stay open. <laughs> Fuck. Um, Shay's got them pretty good, right? Oh he yes. Grabs, does he grab the nose? Yes, yes. Shay Donovan has one of the most beautiful nose grab five forties. Yeah. probably that that's cruising around the scene at the moment um, what was i gonna say fucking uh what's the shop like like what how often are you working there so i'm working four days a week sometimes filling a little more if you oh. need me i work uh 10 to two thirty, and i mean it's you know we live in a capitalist society. You gotta, you carry your own weight. And, uh, it's, I mean, that's like the best way as a skateboarder. Like I can really think of doing it right now. Like is, is fucking amazing. You ever, uh, hold it down working in a shop in your time? Yeah. I, I worked at GoScape for years. Um, and San Mateo is funny. There's a skate shop a city away from where I grew up and it's the skate shop where I bought my first board. And then later I ended up working there and that was kind of my avenue into like the next fucking, not even the next step, the next ladder, like that really like, Whoa, you know, meeting these dudes that were fucking ripping and just like understanding the level of skateboarding to a whole different degree. Like it went from, it was always fun, but it went from just fun and not caring to like kind of caring, you know, like, whoa. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. You, you get to see a lot of different. shit too that inspires you. Like what are some of your favorite graphics that you've seen? Uh, probably that uh, one that stands out is uh, Jake Reuter just went pro for Black Label. And he's got a sick board with a Cobra sick okay um black lacero's making sweet stuff um there's a preacher kevin i think bakel bakel back is it bakel or bakel yeah yeah he's got one with uh it's like uh the heads of catholic uh bishops and like the pope on a stake and like a viking dude right yeah i thought it was pretty historic i don't know that was pretty crazy I guess those are more recent graphics. Scram's making dope shit. I, I think that's the cool part of living in the shop or working in the shop is just seeing like, you know, how many people are pushing a totally unique vision, you know, through that. It's all skateboarding. The, yeah. the decks, especially popsicles, do they really vary? But they're still different and they're different to the kids and they're different to us. And Totally. No. I heard the boards are kind of hard to get right now, like uh, the board companies or whatever, or the uh, wood manufacturers are having a hard time keeping up with the demand. Yeah, that was my impression as well. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty uh, 
JT works down there and I talked to him and he was like, it's fucking nuts. Like, I think the pandemic just made everybody skate more and then opened up like all of a sudden there's a whole new breed of skateboarders and whole families are coming into shops and buying a skateboard for the entire family to just like be outdoors and do shit. Yeah. I think for me, uh, you know, cause I started working at the shop around March last year. So right when this stuff was taking off and skateboarding is fucking booming. I mean, everyone that skated already is out there skating even more and and the people that always were kind of interested and wanted to try it all of a sudden they have the time and they want to get outside just like you said and, and that's been like really exciting to kind of see firsthand like oh my gosh like so many more people than you thought like want to do this and are like interested in this and especially I mean when I think just kind of like from the when I started when I was eight to now so you know a little almost 16 years um skateboarding is just a completely different thing even from when I started you know I can't imagine from your you know perspective it must be fucking crazy yeah I mean like from like just writing on walls like when Nottis was doing wall rides and stuff, it was like, huh? And then learning wall rides felt like I rip. Like I'm riding yeah. on a wall. Like I'm doing something that as a skateboarder, I couldn't even, I didn't understand how this could happen as a skateboarder. So people that don't skateboard, like, what are they thinking? Like, I'm like, you know, it's kind of like doing a backside air on a vert ramp. Like if you don't skate and you look at that, you're like, what the fuck these guys are and so it was kind of like that feeling like that was one of the first things and then handrails started happening and like you know street skating was just so new and crazy and like it was just bananas and now it's like dude what the fuck like even as a skateboarder if you if you check out for like a few months you don't know what the fuck's going on you miss out on so like what that guy just what Alex Midler just back threed into the car wash banks. Like what the right. hell is that dude? <laughs> like I said earlier, Jedi shit, you know, these dudes are like, if you don't know what's going on, even if you do know what's going on, you see that is Jedi that this is what a Jedi does or a Sith Lord, whatever angle you're taking. I mean, but like whole, you know, it's fucking incredible. That's why it's a, it's an exciting time because it seems like the rabbit hole goes so deep and but you can like there's so much more. Like I mean that's why I think people are excited about it too. Is it's not you know like soccer has evolved. There's always going to be a better soccer player, but it's evolved. Like this, you know, there's going to be something guaranteed that you and I are like never saw coming. Yeah. You know, and it comes, yeah. Oh, so sick. Yeah, skateboarding. I mean, skateboarding is always the answer, too. Like, if you're depressed, skateboarding. If you want to have fun, skateboarding. If your chick broke up with you, skateboarding. If you need to get <laughs> somewhere, skateboarding. skateboarding. Like, whatever <laughs> it is, skateboarding. That's always the answer. Like, it's just, like, my friends hit me up all the time. Like, with, like I've become, like, kind of, like, a, a life coach to some people. Sometimes it feels like, like, dude, it's going to be okay. Just go skate, like sweat, 
Like if you are on your skateboard and you sweat, you come back and you, you tell me you don't feel better. I think you're lying. Right. You have one conversation with your lady before skating. You have a, a, a different one after. <laughs> totally true. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm doing great. How are you doing? Yeah. No, whenever I go fucking skating and I come back, like my fiance is always like, you got to do that more. Like you're in such a good mood. Like da, da, da. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, what's up with the jujitsu? Working at the shop. Uh, the sensei Ricky he's this black belt dude he skates and um, I listen to like a lot of Joe Rogan and they're always talking jujitsu this jujitsu that uh-huh like this is you know that's the thing no and I was kind of like well, curious about it and I was looking into it and then you know Ricky just comes in the shop and he's like come by the gym tonight and the gym is seven minutes from the shop and uh, so I started doing that around March too, as you know, so I started working at the shop and then going to the gym around the same time. And they have like the seven thirty to nine thirty class. So yeah, I can skate all day and then go jujitsu. And that's like a, that's a full day. <laughs> Is it gnarly? Are you getting fucking beat up? Fuck yeah. I got put to sleep. It, it was insane, like, you know, yeah, the, uh, you know, arm around my neck, like, just resisting, trying to get out, not tapping, and then just, like, you know, in a movie when the computer turns off and it's like, rawr, 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 rawr. like, that was just, like, everything was like, and, and then I woke up, and Ricky, uh, the, you know, the dude who's running the, who's the black belt head honcho, El Jefe, dude was like are you all right and everyone was looking at me and i just realized what had happened it was pretty crazy holy shit how long have you been doing it for uh since march so was oh. about six months something like that have you already felt like yourself improving like oh yeah absolutely i mean because skateboarding and this stuff like really go well you know you're you're used to getting beat up by the concrete so all of a sudden you're just like just rolling, you're rolling on these mats, and uh, I think you're, you, you know, you're ready to to take some slams. Yeah, um, I could see that. Yeah, I think I've I I've seen the improvement, you know, a lot, and it's just I think to me it's you know, I I've always been skeptical of like martial arts or you know yeah 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 you know you see like this stuff and it just seems like you know, how's that going to ever do anything for you? But like when I came into this, uh, to flow roll jujitsu for the first time, they didn't tell me anything. They just paired me up with this purple belt fella. And he's just like, I'll match what you give. And you just, you go like, yeah. And you just try until someone like taps out, you know, so you, so it's kind of like, like fighting your your little brother where you can just hold him and let him swing at you and stuff. Like the guy's so much better than you that he can just gauge his level to whatever you bring. Right. He's so I'm just, you know, I'm like going after him like, you know, one of two monkeys with one banana on the desert island. And <laughs> and he's just, you know, that actually the dude I got paired up with for the first time was the dude who put me to sleep later on, you know, you got to regulate sometimes. 
So is there like this competitive feeling though? Like you're like, I'm going to get that guy eventually. Um, or is it I more honorable? It's, it's like kind of an honor thing, right? I, th I think it's definitely a little bit of both. I mean, it's, there's, there's the honor thing, but you know, we are humans living in the United States in 2021, you know how our culture is. So it's fuck yeah, I'm gonna get that motherfucker. Okay. But, but it's not, I think what really, the reason I stayed doing it was it seemed so skateboarding me. Like when I walked in for the first time, I walk in and, you know, they were already in the middle of a round of rolling. You know, that's like what they call it, like the sparring. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like people are like laughing and everyone's going super hard, but it was just like, it's, it's fun. Like, you know, it's, it's a fun, it's fun to test, you know, to do, to do that. And that like you're learning skills that, are just good to know is also a benefit, but more than anything, it's just fucking fun. Like I totally oh. recommend you, you got to try it sometimes. I don't understand why people are wary, especially given the time, but you know, uh, I feel comfortable going there and doing that as a small community. It was smaller than skating. You know, it's just the people that go to that gym. It just seems like the beginning stages must be pretty rough. You're getting, you're getting, yeah, you're getting <laughs> shown the power they're showing you the power of it. That's why I believe in it because I felt it on my body. You, when you like have no control, you're getting twisted up like a pretzel, and then this dude's all of a sudden got his arm around your leg and your neck, and is somehow twisting your body such that you can't breathe. You're like, oh my god, like this is this is something's going on here, you know? Like, yeah, holy shit. Um, let's talk about that video part you just put out. Oh, sick. You you did some pretty gnarly shit in there. Which one out of the whole thing? I haven't really talked to you about it. What was out of the whole thing? Was there one trick that you went a few times? Was there something that was really hard for you to do that was a little bit above everything else in there? Like was the Washington Street? I think that was your ender, right? The or It was one of the last tricks. But uh, yeah, what what was like fuck finally or something i think probably uh the the that no the gap to nose grind shove it at hawks oh yeah uh we asked like a few times for that uh and just doing that and you know that's you know, just kind of you know skateboarding you want to ride and but you know also you want to do these things so you sometimes you gotta you know metronome it and that was fucking awesome. I mean, Jimmy, Paul Luke, Ron Ketty, and um, Colin McKay, like all those dudes were there. And it's just fucking amazing. You know, Galena, uh, Hawks Ramp Patrol, oh, yeah. was shutting down the ramp. And it was like, this is it. And it happened. And it's just like, I think that, you know, like that's what like makes that whole thing, that whole part of skateboarding so fun. Because once you get that, that feeling will carry you for, you know, I was, I'm still riding high. I'm riding high off that whole thing still, you know, like just. That was, you, you, you know, never did that trick anywhere before, right? I learned it at Hawks and just started doing it at the wall. And then, um, but that was just the gnarliest one that I've ever, like I've gap. ever done. You're right. Yeah. That's a, that gap's pretty, pretty hefty. Yeah. I it think is. It's, it's, yeah heftiest channel that i've skated probably 
Uh, pretty sick fucking Chris Gregson follow filming and Ollie in that thing. Oh, really? Yeah, I think he has a line where he's, he's follow filming maybe Tony Hawk or something. And the guy goes over the channel and Chris goes over it, too, with the camera. It's like, damn. Oh, I think I see, I see that. Yeah. I thought I was hoping that you were telling me that he filmed you ollieing it. No fucking way. I was thinking about trying to, to front side air over it. And then, dude, it's just, that thing's big. Yeah. Hey, you see that video of uh, Sky Brown? Oh, man. Her eating shit or? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I didn't, you know, they cut it out. Yeah. But that, I mean, the, the nightmare is real. Fucking hell. So I think we're going to get a um, rough cut out of it too. Is that, is that the plan? Yeah, ho hoping uh, Noah's working on it right now. So um, hopefully that's ready to go. ASAP Prime. You know, Noah is a genius and he's doing his thing. So I just give him, hopefully give him the space to do that. I know I'd be annoying, but I'm trying my best, Noah. <laughs> Noah lives at Ramona too? He does. Noah lives underneath the ramp, full on ramp troll status. Like for the style? It's like Protel Ramona, yeah. Stop party in the parking lot. Any other hotel is just a hotel. <laughs> oh my god! And what's the uh, latest with uh, Jake Brown's fucking game? It seems like everyone's have is making the rounds around San Diego. It's up it's here out? at the ramp. I I mean I don't think I don't know if it's ready for sale, but uh, you know you see it. You see the packaging. He's got like the dude with the dude, dice. And, pro is fun. Wow. It looks like Monday Night Football, like, graphic or some shit. Yeah, and, you know, and we heat it every party now. That's just, like, a, the thing. Like, you, there's, it was down, making its way to Big Wednesday in Mission Beach. It's traveling around. I know that Clay Kreiner's got a table. Oh, yeah. and we got a couple out here. And, I mean, Jake's just the best in that game. Like, it's just, I mean, it's... He calls it the perfect combination of skill and luck. And oh. I tend to agree with him, but, you know, fuck. Hopefully Enzo travels to the end of the earth. Dude, I forgot about that. Let's hear a little bit about Big Wednesday. That recent one just seemed insane. What, did they build a half pipe at Darren's or something? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we actually built it out here. Uh, you know, Jake Dewey spearheaded it, Noah is charging it up, building it. We bent, we made it out of steel, uh, the steel frame because it had to go up and go down. We were calling it the Tommy Hawk ramp because it was kind of had the same, you know, <laughs> steel frame, but it's our, you know, ghetto version. And, um, and uh, Jake and those dudes drove it out there, set it off up and, you know, for Darren's 25 years with Creature. And that was, insane and i mean you've I you thought know. Evan smith was out there there was a lot of people right pro um, yes dude evan smith like uh just like took these two skateboards and he stuffed them in this trash can like so that it was kind of like flat on the top of this trash can and then there's a piece of masonite and and Pedro Delfino was holding it like all man ramp style. And Evan just like dropped off the back of the Burt ramp down man ramp onto these boards. And he fucking made it. I mean, yeah. like every, I, I've seen that dude skate twice in person though. And, and I understand 
because it's just off the cusp. Like we were at this pool in Escondido and um, it was kind of like at the lowest level of these terraces and up higher on this terrace, there's like a desk just sitting there and Evan just pushes the desk off the terrace. So it's landing, you know, it's leaning up against it vertical, you know, probably like a story high and he drops in on the thing. And it's just like, dude, like fucking skateboard. That's, you know, like we're talking about surprises. Like, oh, you can just skate junk, junk skating. That's a new thing. Probably. I mean, it's probably not a new thing, but those man ramp videos are fucking cool. They're pretty, I, I think it's fun. They seem like they're having fun. I like yeah. the energy of it. Totally. Um, but that thing started just like skating on the sidewalk by the beach, right? And then you guys, I mean, I've been seeing on Instagram, like there was a quarter pipe. Then there was two quarter pipes with a channel. Then there was a quarter pipe up to the house. Then pretty soon it evolved and there's a half pipe. Like there's yeah. been, there's been like what, at least four or five big Wednesdays, right? Yeah, I'd say it's been going on every Wednesday for like two months right now. And I would credit it to, to Wes and to Darren. You know, right, just well, Wes moved right, right around the corner from Darren, right? Yeah, I think he's always been there and Darren's always been there. And then just something happened as of late that they're like, you know, oh, let's skate, let's do this. And, you know, one of the things that spawned of that is this big Wednesday and it's so freaking cool. Yeah. You guys are way like, out there. Are you fucking kidding? You know, <laughs> like, are you fucking serious? Like, and, and he's skating this shit and he's killing it, you know, yeah, and I Darren's killing it, you know? Yeah. And it's sick too. Cause it's like, you know, other dudes, you know, it just brings all of San Diego together. Like all of a sudden, like, you know, like all of us, no matter like what we skate, whatever, we're all skating these, these things on the boardwalk. And it's, I mean, it's frankly, it's frankly beautiful. Like nice. I got to like fucking bravo to those guys, you know, Wes is like a superhuman of kindness and Absolutely. Darren's off a radical one too. And it merged into this crazy thing. Yeah, it's not a surprise. I mean, those guys are epic dudes with fucking great energy, but it is really cool to see. And like I said, I got a little FOMO because I'm like, damn, that looks, I need to be a part of that. That's like something if you live down there, you're like, what are we doing this Wednesday? Like on Monday, you're already thinking about what's coming up and how we're going to spice it up and who's the guy we're going to invite this week that hasn't been a part of it to like, you know, it's just building into this bigger than did the neighbors trip out at all um a little bit but i mean it's been you know it's surprisingly chill nice it's all worked out um probably the only casualty of the last big wednesday was i broke this dude's windshield accidentally i left a note on it so hopefully yeah it's like an old truck hopefully it gets back to me Uh uh-huh but um i got you dog (laughs) <laughs> just bring your car up to Doomies. We got all kinds of witches up here. <laughs> Hit me up, right? Just come hang out. I just, I'm sorry for breaking your windshield and just wrote my name and my number. And you know, like see what, like please, you know, I would be so bummed if someone broke mine and then take responsibility. So I mean, I'm poor, but take what I have. Fuck. Yeah. Well, dude, I, I I'm I'm 
new year, new attitude, same attitude, whatever. But uh, 2021, I got some new shit. I got a fucking incense sponsor, F and Relax. F. <laughs> and uh, what's the other thing I got? Oh, yeah, I got uh, um, Don Wapo green hot sauce coming out with a uh, Talkin' Schmidt signature hot sauce. Which is insane. I don't know. Oh, what... you're broken into the food industry, man. Look at you. Yeah, so I'm, <clears throat> you know, I can uh, eat some hot sauce and then fart up a storm and then burn my incense to hide it. Oh, mama. Dude, I think in economics, that's called compliments. But I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs> you got anything you're, um, are, are you thinking about like, I want to fucking get somewhere. I want to learn a new trick. I want to. I don't know anything that like you got some goals for this year or is it more just a life goal or I'd say it's, it's pretty, you know, uh, it's pretty loose. I'd love to make it back to Japan sometime mm. because I mean, those are some of the greatest people in greatest place. Is that your favorite planet. place you traveled to so far? I'd say so. I mean, it was the most like unreal and I mean, I just to be there. somewhere where people give a fuck and pick up their trash is like a breath. Fuck, bless you, people, for existing. You know, like, I'm not not Japanese. I don't know. Like, I'm sure it's ups and downs, just like any place else. But it's like you go and eat Seven Eleven food, and it's quality food that you can live off of. It like they feels like they actually care about your health, and then the cashier is like nice and courteous and respectful of you. Like they're glad that you exist as a human being, and then the road outside is clean, and you're like and ready to skate is just oh my god like you know, people do this different than we do it and you know like everywhere guys ups and downs but like thank god those people exist and are doing their thing here comes the nice where's your favorite you've been i've never been to japan i need to get there uh probably i like san francisco you know copenhagen was really cool paris in the u.s Alaska and Montana are up there for me. I like kind of having that space, like just being on the road for like an hour to get to the next town and not having anything between you and that town is just so like, at first it's kind of anxiety, but then after a while you get, understand that like, this is kind of what life needs to be is just like relax a little, like, you know, soak it all in. Seeing Buffalo on the side of the road in Montana is so fucking sick. I fucking, I remember we stopped and Chet ran over the uh, fence and ran out towards them. And we we're like, dude, you're going to die. <laughs> it was like, it was pretty cool. But uh, yeah, I don't know. The, the two places that I bet will be on the list that I haven't been to are Australia and Japan. Like everybody talks about those places. And I haven't been to them, but uh, I need to get to Australia. For sure, and Japan. Yeah, it's a big Wednesday. Yeah, big Wednesday too. San Diego is definitely. <clears throat> I I'm gonna I'm gonna probably create some haters out there, but uh, I don't like LA. But the minute I get to fucking um, what's the place? San Clemente. Once I get to San Clemente, all my anxiety le leaves me. So basically, like, here's my drive. I drive down Highway Five. I get to fucking the grapevines and I get over the grapevines. Then I get to Magic Mountain 
And right about 10 minutes past Magic Mountain, I start getting anxiety. And the whole way through that place that I don't like, I just feel like, uh, and then I get to San Clemente and I'm like, oh my God, it's so nice here. And I'll usually pull over and go down to this park and get a fucking drink and just hang out by the railroad tracks and, and just kind of soak in the beach. And then from there till the border, I could be anywhere. Like I love Oceanside, Vista. I'm out in Escondido with Rehoboam, fucking San Diego, up at Ramona. All the dudes are fucking chill. I just, I like, I like your guys' vibe down there for sure. But that's funny that you'd say that. I, it's a definitely an inverted bell curve for me too in terms of my spirits. From you know, I travel the opposite way, but the same deal. Dude, and it's crazy to me that I can drive from San Francisco to LA in the same amount of time that it takes me to get from one side of LA to the other side. Like I've made it to LA in four hours before, and it's took taken me four hours to get from the outskirts of LA on the north side to Anaheim. And I'm just like, what? Dude, it just drives me crazy. I'm like, I get it. Like there's apps and you should have went a different route or whatever, but like, I don't want to think. I just want to drive. And it's like highway five straight all the way. Come on. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, there's this thing that there's this study that like, uh, these social scientists could determine how densely populated an area was just by measuring how quickly people were walking on the street corners, you know, like the denser it is, mm. the faster everyone's walking. Everyone's just, you know, something about it. Like the closer you, the more people you pack in a tire spot, it, it, like these are real things that have like a real impact. This I, heard, is me. I heard something similar that you can tell how crazy a person is by how many layers of clothes he has on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got three. Right now I'm running three, yeah. So I'm fucking. I'm, I'm a little crazier than me. I'm, I'm a little crazed today, but it's the weekend, so it's cool. As long as I can be responsibly crazy, you know, if I can still hold the job, we're good. Right. Well, I was just talking to someone the other day about towing that line between being nicely burnt in a fun way and actually being burnt. Yeah. Once the screws start popping out, you gotta just kind of like keep an inventory. It's cool for them to be out, but just make sure you can put them back in. Like once you can't find them, that's when you'd be like, I need help. Hashtag, are you okay? Wes Kramer's story. <laughs> he's say, he's like, one day you'll learn brain gone. He's like, I know where it is. It's somewhere here in mission beach, but brain gone. Hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> Wes is so, he's just so the best. I love that dude so much. Um, all right, we're winding up. I, I got to ask you uh, for some help. What are some standard questions that I should have for all my guests from here on out? What's a good question that you'd like me to ask every guest? My first one is White Claw or TikTok? I think I'm going to run that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Seems pretty 2021 to me. That right? Yeah. That's a, that's a, in between a two prong fork for sure. <laughs> Maybe a favorite Star Wars movie. Empire Strikes Back. Oh uh, yeah. Clean. I love when they cut open the fucking thing and you sitting in there to stay warm. Oh yeah. That was so brute. 
Yeah, see, like that. Yeah, sorry to go off on tangent, but that's what those were cool because it was kind of it was kind of metal, like it was kind of gnarly. Those old ones. Like, Dude, I'm I mean, a huge was... Star Wars fan. I grew up with Star Wars sheets as um, what are they called? Curtains and sheets on my bed and pillowcases and fucking actual uh, figures with the Millennium Falcon. I think I still have the Millennium Falcon for the figures and stuff. I got a bunch of like old shit. They, we're in the same. That's good to know that uh, we're of the same tribe. I do me a favor and watch season, watch the Mandalorian, and then get back to me and let me know what you think. Because I think they did it right, and everyone I talk to that's into Star Wars is like, finally, like it's it's a good one. Shoot, I'll have to check that one out. And then give me one skateboard one. If. Uh... You had to be someone's intern. Who would it be? Who would you like to intern for? Yeah, or who would you like to be your intern? Either way, it could be pretty funny. Who would you want to be? Um, I was Ben Norberg's inter- intern for like three days at Woodward. <laughs> it's like, oh, you need a coffee, Ben? <laughs> Is that, it was, he's a model, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess, I, I don't really know what he does. You know, I don't see his skating recently but did you stay connected with him after or no oh not really you know how that goes he's like a kid at camp and like he's super cool he was super cool yeah Yeah, he was cool and went a little bit but you know he's probably just like this fucking kid is super weird (laughs) did you tell him your first board was a flip board i did it i should have but i was too busy grabbing coffee (laughs) (laughs) fuck yeah how do you take your coffee with as much sugar as possible. Really, I like my sugar with coffee and cream, like the beasties. Yeah, I'm, I'm not much of a coffee guy, though. I, I'm, oh. I can, I can only afford the weed. I can't afford the weed and the coffee. Ah. Uh, all okay. right. What's one thing that the world needs to know about Cam? That he's a brute motherfucker. Dude. Midwest freight trade. Dude takes a slam. Dude's a hard worker, and he's a man of integrity. Man, I appreciate him. Okay. Yeah. How's his ribs? Uh, seems to be healed. <laughs> he seems to be healthy. At Big Wednesday, he was uh, getting pulled. D-Way just got this, like, wakeboard, like, uh, pull-in. You know, like, one of those things you grab the rope, and then it's connected to this motorized thing that it can pull you up to 30 miles an hour. And Cam was... Cam and um, our friend Vegas, who also lives here, I think we're the only dudes that hit it down that crusty Mission Beach road, just going like 30 miles an hour. I, the right. dude likes to take a risk, goddamn. Oh, man. So sad, Well, hopefully I'm going to get down there for a big one today. That's my, that's my goal. Maybe I'll come oh, down. Yeah. That'd be sick if Valentine's Day was on a Wednesday and I could come down and bring my love. Right, you're on Mission Beach. The sunset's fucking incredible. Yeah, you know. Whoa, nice I didn't place. know Darren's out there. Wait, there's Wes. Hey, well, right. Oh, oops. Oh, you guys are skating. You guys, what? Oh, let me grab my camera. <laughs> let me grab my skateboard. Do you guys skate out here? <laughs> it was sick. We went to uh, Cayman Islands one time on an indie trip, and Costin was there with his wife and kids and everything. And we were all partying on the beach 
and it was late at night and Costin came out of the hotel and he's like, wait, what? He's like, I'll be right back. I got to just tuck everybody in. He like put the family down and came out and party with us. And I was like, respect forever. Like, I didn't think, I didn't know Costin like that. And when I seen that, I was like, dude, one of the dudes, that's so sick. Dude, handle it. What, uh, what song should we play to take us the hell out of here? What's a good jam you've been listening to or something you'd like to throw on here? Tangerine by Herb Alpert. I got Herb Albert records. Have you ever heard of Mahavishnu Orchestra? I don't think so. Check it out. It's kind of like rushed. On, it's like jazz, but rush. Like just like so instrumentally like amazing musicians playing jazz at like a rapid like kind of like i think you dig it it's kind of experimental and like you could trip out to it oh crazy what what was that one more time mahavishnu orchestra i believe that billy cobham is drums it's kind of like an all-star band i forget uh yeah i'll send you a link to it Heck yeah. Thank you. I'll send you a link to that playlist. You're going to have to dig pretty deep to find something you like probably, but it's there. It's kind of like ice cream or chips. I, I struggle so hard to find one example of either of those that I don't like. And music is in the same vein. Absolutely. Ice cream. What? I'm a, a mint chip man. Where are you running? Dude, Americone Dream is forever. It's insane. It's the fucking best. But like I said, you could give me, I don't know, anything. I'm never going to turn down. Like, actually, I'm trying not to eat ice cream because I'm trying to lose a little weight for the wedding. But uh, if I'm eating ice cream, I'll eat any flavor that's available. Like, I I love it all. When are you getting married? Uh, August. Damn, that's coming I guess uh, we, we got, got a whole summer. What we're trying to do is we're planning for the wedding under pandemic times, but hoping that it's not pandemic when it happens. But uh, if it is, we've planned for it. So like either way, it's going to work. Radical. Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations, man. I'm sure I'll hopefully see you uh, before then. Yeah, uh, I think it's a good way to keep this year positive, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. Which, she will be bummed if I don't mention it. My fiance is a huge fan of yours from seeing the uh, that little video you sent in from uh, the skate shop with the with the glasses. Oh no way! She's like, who is that? That guy's awesome. Oh, and I was like, oh, that's my friend Archer. And she's like, oh man. And then I was like, oh, remember Archer? Um, I'm interviewing him. And she's like. You have to tell him I'm a huge fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, dude. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to do stuff like this. I mean, I it's, I like listen to podcasts all the time, and I listen to this podcast, and it's hey. fucking, you know, it, it's, it's so cool. To, this is unreal experience, man. Fuck yeah, dude. Who's your favorite? Do you have one that sticks out on uh, Joe Rogan? As far as a guest goes? Yeah, like was there one that was like – like for me, the Mike Tyson one was fucking epic. Oh, I love those ones. I'm not like a, I wasn't really ever really that into that stuff. But I love those ones. Like something about that dude's energy is just fucking amazing. Mm. But uh, probably I think Paul 
uh, is it Paul Stamos or Stamets? Something like Paul Stamos. Uh, he's actually has like an academic background, uh, but he's super into the world of mycelium and mushrooms. And oh, really? Yeah. Um, Rogan's really into that stuff, right? Like he he's into microdosing and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a pretty radical show. I, I kind of stopped listening to it as much recently because kind of part of the magic of the show is he has these incredible people on. And he lets them talk, you know, but it seems like as of late, he's been starting to, to, to like block the flow. Like there was this one uh, where he was on with the CEO of Whole Foods recently and oh. was just being so argumentative with this dude. And like, uh, it, it, it pissed me off, Joe. Do you eat meat? Uh, not currently. Vegetarian, vegan, what? Uh, pescatarian. Tech, you eat I fish. Think technically, yeah, I'll eat fish. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I I took this uh class on climate change and just like I drive everywhere. You know, I'm skateboarding, going through all these this wood and and just uh, I just figured uh, is you know the, what all to live my lifestyle and feel all right like all right i'll just make w- this one sacrifice it's not a big deal <clears throat> well here's my challenge to you you got a talking schmidt t-shirt right i do you do another uh 540 wearing it i got you dinner wherever you want right. <laughs> hey well, thank you for the challenges. Your challenges have propelled me for years now, man. You're the and, best. And as a caveat, like, side one, if you ever had a photo printed in the mag or something, wearing it, for sure. Okay, shoot. Well, <laughs> double whammy. I'm going to be yeah. breaking that bad boy out, trying to get these incentives. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for taking the time, dude. Good catching up. Say hi to Jake and Noah and Doomy and everybody out there. Hopefully, there will be another Ramona, and I'll see you guys what october-ish or something but hopefully before then yeah fuck yeah thanks for having me on this has been like i said fucking insane talking schmidt man (laughs) fuck yeah herb albert tangerine yeah do you think they could do a remix with led zeppelin's tangerine (laughs) (laughs) hey i mean potentially with herb albert and those guys talent who knows
Yeah. And I do 